now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. We are here with Rookie Wide Receivers Part 3. I honestly don't know how many rookie wide receivers are going to break down. I feel like we could probably do 100 shows on these guys. There's so many. 2020 class, deeper than I expected it to be. Um, The 2021 class looks like it's going to be a good one, too. You know what they say, the next class is always the best class. But speaking of class and being the best, tonight joining me is Phil Porkman Simmons. What's good, Porkman? Not much, bro. Just, just digesting all this film from these receivers. It's Listen to how amazing. you start off. Not much, bro. Are you trying to woo all the ladies again? My, hey, my voice has always been smooth. Delco, <laughs> watch out. No, no I'm not Delco. Delco uh, oh, that's the, right. You're not. They Delco got the coronavirus anymore. over there. I'm staying yeah. in Jersey. <laughs> Delco, watch out for the coronavirus. Then, how's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then uh, going to the Midwest, Garrett. Are you in the Midwest? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's considered the Midwest. Let me get all your introductions in here. We have America's Sweetheart, the Fantasy Bachelor, the Malone Mauler, and the natural Garrett Price. How you doing, Garrett? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you got to let me get those intros in. Right, right. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's part of the brand. I get it. So um, also want to take a minute and talk to you guys about DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Uh, you might be, depending on the team. You're probably smarter than David Gettleman. Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Here's your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manor, manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart and elite fantasy football player. There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner, just like there's no offseason in your Dynasty Leagues. And just like in your dynasty leagues, the rookie draft matters, free agency matters. We'll be getting to that in a week or two, and every contract matters. So come do a startup draft in 2020 and use actual NFL players' contracts and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks. You can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to be downloaded on iOS and Android in time for the rookie drafts this May. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more and mock draft for free, go to www.worldwideweb.dynastyowner.com. So let's get into it. Hey, you know what? Actually, before we get into it, Garrett, you just came back from the combine. I did. And um, I asked you for a couple things. You didn't. You didn't find out what KJ stood for in KJ Hill, did you? I mean, you can Google from anywhere. I tried. I had to download the PDF for his high school yearbook to find out his first name. That's funny. Yeah, I actually I actually did not even get to get a chance to talk to KJ Hill. Of all the players <laughs> I talked to, he was he was not even one of them. Um who so who turned your head? Okay, let, let me ask you this and you can answer it however you want. Who shocked you in a good way and a bad way? And who moved up and down your boards? Uh, so there, there wasn't a ton of movement based solely just on like the interviews only. Um, there, there was a little bit, um, one of the guys that actually, 
I was originally higher on than most people because I really liked his tape, Michael Warren. Um, he just seemed kind of uh, kind of bored and borderline upset with the entire process. Like, um, you know, he wasn't one of the bigger names there. He actually wasn't because so they had podiums for a lot of the players, but then to try to get all the interviews in that they could in such a short time span, some of the lesser known players would be at tables during like certain intervals. So like, you know, from nine to nine thirty, there'd be a certain group of players then nine 30 to 10, 10 30 to 11. So like he wasn't one of the ones that got a podium. So I don't know if he was like salty about that or uh, what happened, but he was, uh, yeah, he was uh, very uh, unenthusiastic uh, with, with all of his stuff. So, uh, that, that was a, a little disconcerting for me. Um, not the end of the world, but it, it definitely didn't help. Um, whereas you had a guy and, and I'm actually, it's funny because it's the opposite. I'm, I'm actually slightly lower on this guy than most. Um, but hearing Jonathan Taylor talk, um, he was very, very articulate, uh, very, very personable, very likable, came across very intelligent, um, and so, you know, there's those little things that, um, you, you know, is it the end of the world for one player or is it going to make his career for the other? No, but those little things are some of the things that you don't get to see as much. And those could be good tiebreakers to see like, hey, you know what, maybe he would be a, do better at understanding the playbook quicker or maybe he'll ingratiate himself with his teammates a little bit easier versus this guy. And so um, there was a lot of those little things. Michael Pittman was impressive as well. Very, very articulate, uh, really knew his like X's and Y's uh, or all like all of his X's and O's, I should say. Um, he even talked about playing stand up. Why? That's why I said X's and Y's, uh, which I thought was interesting. But um, so he was interesting as well. Um, and then, you know, with the combine portion, obviously, all right, we're going to get to some of these guys tonight. Uh, but Denzel Mims specifically uh, really, really blew me away and, and forced me to go back and watch his tape. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm in love. Oh, well, <laughs> I, spoiler alert, so am I. Um, just two quick things from I didn't get to see as much of it as I wanted to. Um, one thing I noticed is DeAndre Swift's hair is awful. Oh, yeah, um, it's nasty watch looking. It. I was looking at him. I'm like, dude like come on something better and um so i think you put uh also if you're not following garrett on twitter do that he put a great combine tw thread up one of the things that stood out to me is you were kind of to what would be uh Keyshawn vaughn's right i think mm -hmm. and he looked over in your direction and let me tell you something Keyshawn vaughn is a man amongst boys at the yep. nfl combine that dude had a look on his like steely determination like he looks like he will run you over oh, and yeah. tell you all about it I i'm like this dude yeah and I, I love his tape too he's a guy that i wish wasn't on vanderbilt like, for sure it would have been nice I mean? to see him on a on a much more successful team i want to know what it would be like if you put Keyshawn vaughn behind wisconsin's line I, I have talked about that several times where, you know, what if what if he was at Bama? What if he was at LSU? What if he was at, you know, yeah, Wisconsin, Ohio State, you know, some of these these big programs with with good offenses and good offensive lines, you know, would he be as good? Would he be better? Would he be worse? Like it, it would be really interesting to see uh, how that would all play out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I mean, he's obviously going to be unless he gets drafted by the Jets, he'll have a good offensive line to play behind. So, yeah. Um, hmm. But let's get into a rookie <laughs> breakdown. Hey, question for you guys, though. Um, like, where do you watch? I watch my rookie breakdowns on YouTube, mostly. Porkman, what about you? I do uh, YouTube, and I do uh, the nerds. 
Okay. Sure and Garrett, obvi- obviously you, you know, you do the nerd stuff. Do you actually make the videos for them? Some of them. Okay. Um, so actually, our friends over at the FF Astronauts, they have a YouTube channel. They have a lot of rookie breakdowns over there. Um, check out, definitely subscribe. Like, I find that if these other guys don't have it, like sometimes there might be a game that the nerds don't have because they just haven't gotten to it yet. There's a lot of film to break down. Um, Jetpack LA does most of their breakdowns, so definitely check out, subscribe to their channel, and listen to their podcast too. They're great guys. They're friends of ours. Um, love them all. So go check them out. And check out Chase Claypool. Oh, my God, that was a great segue. Man, I'm good at this. Um, so, Garrett, you could talk about his combine metrics. Oh, I feel dirty for saying the word metrics, though. He's 6'4", 229. He went to Notre Dame. He's a Golden Domer. I'll tell you what. I started to kind of fall in love with Chase Claypool watching Cole Komet tape. Uh, obviously, we did our tight end breakdowns before we did wide receivers. So, got to see a lot of Chase, Chase Claypool. Wish they would have had a better quarterback. Not an Ian Book fan at all. Um, so, Garrett, since you were the Combine Darling this year, we, oh, another nickname, the Combine Darling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to write these all down. I almost forgot some down. of them. Um, what, tell us what you think about Chase Claypool, film eyes, and tell us what you saw at the Combine. I heard he set a record or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, so Chase Claypool is a very interesting player. Um he was a guy that before the combine, I hadn't watched a ton of tape, but I tried to make sure that I at least got a game or two of just about everyone that would be there. There was a few that I had missed um, or that were relatively unknown players uh, going into the combine. Uh, and I, I wasn't very excited about his tape. Um, he, I was, I was one of the ones that was a little curious if eventually he might move to tight end. Um, he didn't, show a ton of burst on tape uh, at least my first time through watching um and so i went back and uh after you know what he had done at the combine uh, obviously you had to go back and, and look a little bit deeper and look a little bit more into it um one of the things in his interview uh he was very very like soft-spoken um but he came across like very very confident uh, and people were even asking him about switching to tight end and you know he kind of he he wasn't rude about it but he he kind of dismissed it a little bit but uh, he allowed people to say what they wanted or whatever and then he, he went out and just had an absolutely absurd combine uh, 442 um, you know obviously people have been talking about the uh, the statistic that you know he uh, over six foot four and uh, over 235 pounds only one other player has run a sub 445. Uh, in the past 20 some years uh, and that, that other play was Calvin Johnson so obviously anytime you can be mentioned in the same breath as Megatron uh, that that helps uh, that helps you immensely uh, so I went back afterward watched more tape uh, and kind of where I came out on him is I think he might be a, a workout warrior um, he okay. he uh, he is a strong physical player uh, but he has a hard time getting a lot of separation for somebody that has that that type of speed. You would kind of expect that a little more. Um, I thought some of his routes were a little bit sloppy. Um, not that it can't be fixed at the next level, but uh, so I think he's going to still have to make his bread and butter despite those metrics he put up as a as a contested catch guy. I think he can do it, um, but I think that there are several contested catch guys I like better in this class. Um, so he's not going to move up a ton for me. He'll move up a little bit. Um, cause there were a little, a few nuanced things that I saw that I liked. 
Um, but overall, it didn't it didn't change too much for me. So uh, he'll probably um, I won't be taking him anywhere near where I think he'll probably go in most drafts. Okay, uh, Pork Ben, what are your thoughts on Chase Claypool? Yeah, he, I think he's a lot of people are going to get hype over the numbers because you know combine recency bias. They'll see the numbers and they see Megatron and be like, hey, I'm uh. I'm going to try to take him. I think I'm going to get a steal in the second round. But I'm kind of with you with that one. Um, his route running to me was a little choppy at the beginning of the snap, and I really wasn't a big fan of that at all. It just, you know, if you know you have that long type speed, um, just run. And run. And if you got a, a, a go route, just run. Don't get all choppy and, and happy feet. Uh, you know, his, his route running is very sloppy as well. But, you know, if you kind of look like a tight end and you you built like a tight end, he kind of looks like a tight end that can't block. Yeah. So, I mean, if you put him in that situation to where he can be a tight end and you know, use use his strengths for what he has, he can if he if he's open to changing his position, he can be pretty good at that. Yeah. I mean, I I thought he was all right. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's not, you know, he's not great, but you know, I feel he was like, serviceable for what they had on that team because he did, they didn't really have much. No, and I feel like he he's more of a possession guy. Like, if you look at, although he can, I, I don't know, can he stretch the field? Ian Book was trash. I thought. Um, look at his stats. His best year was this last year. He had a thousand thirty-seven yards. But his collegiate average through four years, he has 2,159 yards. He only averaged 14.4 yards per reception. So, I mean, a lot of these, I, I know 14.4, you average that, you're getting a first down every time they throw you the ball. Okay. Well, in theory, averages work, you know, high, low, middle. Anyway, it's one of those things where a lot of these other guys we're looking at are averaging a lot more. Um, but I think he's a good jump ball guy. He's okay. He can play some special teams too. Um, now, before we move on, I want to ask you guys. We talk about speed, and that's obviously coming up a lot with the combine. Do you think speed can overvalue a player? Because absolutely, you don't really yeah. need to be fast. You just need to kind of be fast enough. Well, I think the forty time is a little bit overvalued, only because if you look at the top ten best forty times, ninety percent of them guys aren't good. Yeah. So you got to kind of look at you know lateral speed, the three cone. Um, you know, drills like that to where you see, oh, are they moving well or are they just straight line runners? And the way Garrett said he's a workout warrior, he might just be a workout warrior. What they should really do with the 40 for wide receivers is let them run it like twice so that because they, they run the 40 twice, right, Garrett? Yep. Yeah. Run your 40 twice. And now bring in a cornerback and have them press coverage against them. Have the receiver break off the coverage and then run the 40. Because that, go. that's going to be a better reflection of what you're actually going to do in the NFL. You know what I mean? You're just – there's going to be always somebody be in your way. So. Well, I mean, the 40, the 40 is just honestly there for entertainment. Yeah. I, I think it's almost pointless, but it's nice to see these guys. I mean, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It is fun to watch. Um, all right. So, Garrett is in love with Denzel Mims from Baylor. Yes. So he he's now he's fanboying over him. Is he your this year's Jay Jaw? Uh, he might be. He might be. Ooh. I was uh I was going in to do my uh uh we're developing uh uh something that Jared and I are working on 
And uh, basically, it's just a, a grading system that I use for, you know, grading out my players and stuff like that. And so I went to go grade them and uh, without like and it's just going like uh, spot by spot, um, you know, so how well does he release off the line? How well is, you know, contested catch, catch radius, like all of these different categories. And uh, I, I, I know I know in my heart of hearts that I'm struggling from recency bias. So I had to stop <laughs> because I looked at the score I gave him and uh, all of a sudden he was my wide receiver one. And I was like, oh, that, no, that's <laughs> not right. That's not right. Uh, so uh, that said, off the top of my head, though, I will not be surprised if he ends up coming in somewhere between four and six in my wide receiver rankings. Um, wow. watching, watching his film – uh, was a thing of beauty. Uh, I mean, obviously the, the combine numbers were, were what kind of tipped me off to, to dig back in. Cause I, I watched a little bit and honestly, I have a little bit of a negative bias towards the big 12, um, just because of how weak the secondaries typically are. Um, it, it's hard to always know how good, uh, the wide receiver position really is because there's not a lot of competition that they're going up against. So, um, but watching him play, he is a technician with his routes, uh, with his hand usage downfield. He has arguably, with maybe the exception of T. Higgins, the largest catch radius out of any player in this class. Super explosive, um, can make the contested catch uh, as well. Like, there's not a lot of holes in his game. He's even dudes even like blocking downfield. Uh, I mean, there was there was a lot to like in his tape. So yeah, I have gone from. Uh, a guy, I don't even think I had him in my top 15 before. And, uh, when I went through this tape, I was like, oh my gosh, whoa, what was I, what was I doing the first time I, and granted it was only a game or two, like I said, but what was I doing the first time I went through? Cause clearly I was not paying enough attention cause this kid's a stud. Yeah. Stats wise. I mean, he was over a thousand yards twice. Um, only played three games his freshman year, but then 12, 12, 13, um, his average is a little bit better than Chase Claypool's. 2,925 total yards, 15.7 yards, and 28 touchdowns. So, you know, pretty decent. Um, Porkman, your thoughts on Denzel, man? And, and like, uh, I, I agree with, with Garrett. I think he's a decent blocker downfield. He, he seems to be the guy that if the coach says do this, he's going to be like, you got it, coach. What do you think about that, Porkman? Yeah, I think about it. He's, I, I did the same thing. I looked at when he said he ran out with that 4-3-8. I was like, oh, all right. Let me let me look at this guy again, and it's the same thing Garrett said. I was just, I was just shocked, honestly. Um, but again, with the Big Twelve at the secondary, you don't really know how he's going to translate to the NFL. Yeah, I guess my only knock on him is just run after the catch. But I mean, there isn't much anything else. Um, he's great off the line. Great route runner, uh, catch raise is outrageous. He, I don't know what kind of catch he made. He looked like a, a butterfly. <laughs> he was like <laughs> spread out and caught the ball on the right sideline. But uh, yeah, he's he's nasty. I just you know when you're on a Big Twelve team, especially with Baylor, they don't really run an extensive route tree. So I want to see like what else he can do when he gets to the league or whatever team that he goes to. Yeah. I think, um, I think he's definitely a guy that could help a lot of teams out too. Um, I like him in the end zone a lot too. I mean, six three two fifteen. he's got, 
He's got a good frame, and he can go up there and get it. Um, before we move on, though, Garrett, as you are the Devi guy, what do you think of his quarterback, Charlie Brewer, which does sound like a sitcom name, but um, thoughts on him? I, I thought he looked decent. You know, the nice thing about looking at these wide receivers is you get to see quarterbacks, too. Um, I think Charlie Brewer is going back for his senior season. I didn't hear anything about him declaring. So do you have any thoughts on him or did I haven't, I haven't dug a ton into him, um, but he's definitely a guy on my radar. Um, you know, they, they, uh, do run a different system than they did with Art Bryles, uh, back in the day. Uh, Matt rule was there the past couple of seasons. Um, so, but it's definitely a very passing friendly offense. Um, so sometimes those numbers can be inflated, but, uh, he did look very, very good, uh, in most of the games that I've watched and, quite a few people that I really respect uh, do have him kind of moving up the boards a little bit. So I can't say definitively definitively that I'm like a huge fan per se, uh, but all of the, all of the things I've seen and heard uh, definitely look pretty positive. Yeah. So like people aren't crushing on him. Like they are Trevor Wallace right now. I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Wallace, Trevor Wallace is a comedian that I, I enjoy. And I always <laughs> get these two guys mixed up. Sorry. Um, Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, everybody knows about him, but Charlie Brewer is a guy that could sneak in there maybe. You know, it could be one of those things. Like last year, everybody really knew who Dwayne Haskins was, but um, Daniel Jones not so much. And look at the rise that he had, you know, getting drafted high. So yeah. could could be something similar. Um, let's move on to Van Jefferson, who played at Old Miss, Yuck, and Florida. Uh, 6'2", 197. So whenever I scout these guys, I always write all their stats down. He is a fifth-year senior. He redshirted his senior year. Or he just I don't know, he did something. Um, but his biggest receiving year was last year, 49 receptions for 657 yards. He only averaged 13.4 yards per catch and six touchdowns. So his total stat line for five years in college – 45 games played, and this is between Ole Miss and Florida. Ole Miss was 2015-17, to 17, Florida was 18-19. and 19. 45 games, 175 receptions, 2,159 yards, so he only averaged 12.3 yards per catch and 16 touchdowns. Um, I would say his greatest ad set is that he was teammates with LaMichael Pirine. <laughs> as you soon as I, I got that, that, as soon as I got that video, that was the first place I, I, I that was the first thing I did with it was send it over to you. So I was oh, like, I Mike it. is going to be so excited. I was pretty happy. I, yeah, I'm not going to save in your phone. I do. Yeah. Um, so I think he's good, but not great. I mean, he's got some, some good qualities. I think he'd make a really good uh, screen receiver. Like those bubble screens. He was really good on. Cause that's, he's got some decent speed. Um, and I like his comeback routes too. I don't know, Porkman, what are your thoughts on Van Jefferson? I mean, I feel like he's definitely not this year's Darius Slayton or Terry McLaurin. Well, I'm going to uh, vastly disagree with you with that one. Okay. Because I think uh, with with uh, GP, his, uh, his Denzel Mims, that's me about Van Jefferson. All right. I like this Ooh. hot take right here. All right. All right. So lay it on us. Tell me why. Uh, his route running, to, to me, his route running is probably – top three in the class um it's just very crisp and precise um and that'll help him get open with his lack of um 
with his lack of top speed and run after the catch, it'll help him actually get open and help himself run down the field. And I think his lack of stats was probably just lack of quarterback play because with a lot of those routes, he was open. <clears throat> just the quarterbacks didn't get it to him. Um, balls up, he can catch. Balls low, he can catch. Everything that I saw to me, he has good body control. Has good as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, he's a uh, – and he has, a like, a good burst. Uh, we was talking about those uh, little bubble screens and little uh, – maybe he can do a little bit of the uh, jet sweeps as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it also helps when your dad is Sean Jefferson. He was um NFL wide receiver back in the day. And you can tell he was taught, you know, intricate route running. So, to me – my my deep sleeper, Terry McLaurin, Darius Slayton, is Van Jefferson. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Garrett, agree, disagree? Uh, I think I'm going to be somewhere in the middle of you two. Um, I do like Van Jefferson. Um, he, he had a tough route, and obviously with him being at Ole Miss, part of the reason he transferred were, you know, A.J. Brown was there, uh, D.K. DK Metcalf was, was there, DeMarcus Dawson Lodge. Dawson Knox. Yep, Dawson Knox. Catching so, no touchdowns. <laughs> so weird. Um, so, yeah, he had a he kind of had a uh, an interesting route, kind of a tough start there with, with that much NFL talent uh, on the same team as you. Uh, so... All of that said, uh, Porkman's absolutely right. He is a fantastic route runner. Um, and, he, and all reports were that he looked really, really good, uh, specifically at the Senior Bowl uh, of all places. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I don't know that I'm quite, you know, fanboying uh, over him per se. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's, not, he's not my Denzel Mims. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, do, uh, I do like Van Jefferson. Uh, the, the hardest part with this class is, is you know there are so many talented receivers so you know if i were to say that he's you know and i'm just picking a number out of thin air i don't know if this is true you know if i'm saying he's wide receiver 18 in this class well in most years he'd probably be wide receiver nine you know what i mean uh so that's going to be the toughest part of this is it's going to really come down to you know what's your flavor while you're while you're drafting but i think he could be absolutely a great third round uh rookie pick this year Okay. Um, before we move on and we're talking about Florida players, how did uh, P. Ryan's uh, combine go? Do you think he helped himself, hurt himself? I know he didn't run the fastest 40, but. Yeah, I, th- I think he, I, I think he kind of maintained his value. Um, okay. I don't think he, I don't think he de- uh, necessarily did super great, uh, but Stug. he looked pretty good in like some of the, some of the drills and, and things like that. Um, the numbers were were lackluster, but they weren't they weren't damning in any way. So I, I think he's kind of still in that same boat where, you know, I, I think he'll probably be uh, probably an early day three pick. So I'm, I'm kind of looking right around the fourth round range is where I, I think he'll probably end up. I think he's so, a guy that could give your team good value at that point too. I'm talking sure. about NFL team right now. Right. Porkman, right. you were going to say. I think the I think the best part of the combine. For me, other than the forty, was that Deuce Daly drill? That thing was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was neat. Because I saw a lot of guys; yeah, they were Deuce like shuffling play. their feet pretty heavy. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my boy. Um, okay, Garrett, how did um, how did Van Jefferson do at the combine? Might as well. Uh, he, I don't guys. think he did a lot of the drills. I don't I think he did either. 
Let's say I need to go back and look, but yeah, I don't think he I don't think he did a lot of the drills. I think he's going to be doing a lot of them um, at his uh, pro day. Hey, did I see also that J.K. Dobbins and T. Higgins didn't? Did they not go at all, or did they no, not? No, they do were anything? there. They were there. Yeah, they were there. J.K. decided not to do anything because I think he's still um, hampered by that high ankle sprain. From okay, well that was so. Make yeah, sense he did. Then. He did his interviews, his press stuff, and and actually J.K. even did the bench press, which he did well on. He did like twenty three reps, uh, which I was surprised because he's not. He's he's pr- pretty prototypical skies, but he's not a big dude. So that was a really good number um, for him. But but yeah, he didn't do any of the on field drills. So uh, I'm actually crossing my fingers. I need to I need to try to get in touch with him again. But uh, I'm trying to go to the Ohio State pro day as well, so I'll be able to see him and, and how he looks and his numbers and whatnot. Okay. Um, and what about did, was I right about T Higgins? He didn't do anything too. Or correct, correct. Okay. So he just did he do interviews and that's it. Yep, that was it. Huh. Then what's the like? What's the point of going? Well, they they meet. While they're there, they're meeting with teams constantly, and so that's really it's it's to do the medical part, it's to do the team stuff. Um, yeah, but he, he chose not to partake in any of the of the athletic testing. Okay, um, so the next guy is going to really pain you two as Ohio State fans, um, huh. almost as much as it pains me talking to two Ohio State fans. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. You love us. I do. I'm not going to lie. And that's Donovan Peoples-Jones. He went to Michigan, um, 6'2", 208 pounds. So whenever I write, I always write down what games I watch. So (laughs) I watched him play against Ohio State, Wisconsin, Indiana, Florida, and SMU. All but one of those games, which was Indiana, were played in 2018. And that was his best collegiate season, 13 games, 47 catches, 612 yards, Averaged 13.0 yards per catch and eight touchdowns. And in his career, he only has 103 catches for 1,327 yards, 12.9 yards per catch, and 14 touchdowns. So statistically, not anything great. Perhaps we could blame the fact that Shea Patterson is his quarterback. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. Um, You know, I notice a lot of times, too, and this might be maybe Shea Patterson's just that bad. Maybe Michigan's line is that bad. I don't know. I do not like Michigan at all. I'm a Penn State fan. The only time I watch Michigan is if they're playing Penn State or if I'm watching film. Shea Patterson got hit a lot. So either he's holding on to the ball too long or he doesn't know how to make his reads or Michigan line's bad or all three. It very well could be all three. Um but I thought he had good focus. I thought he was solidly solid, but not overly impressive. But I don't know. I, I keep hearing on different podcasts that this guy was a real athletic specimen. I don't know. Do, do you guys have anything to say about him? I, well, I, obviously, do I mean, it, it's kind of hard to scout a player that doesn't have any tape. That's, it that, it that was, was hard to issue. find. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to find. But I mean, you know, just trusting some of the scouts from high school and seeing how well he did at the combine, you kind of got to, you know, it's kind of going hand in hand together. So, I mean, he might be a little flyer. I think people will probably draft him like in the third round. I think he'll fall to the fourth, but, um, you draft him and, and pray. That's what it seems like. Cause I mean, there's, there's no numbers. You just got to guess about, um, 
guess to see how he does in the league because you can't trust uh, Harbaugh in Michigan. He's just worried about wearing his khakis. Oh, yeah, stupid khakis. Um, Garrett, thoughts on your favorite receiver in the class? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? He is one of my favorite receivers in the class, uh, mostly because of uh, how uh, how great he was against Ohio State. Um, <laughs> he should have known yeah. that was coming. Yeah, sure, yeah. His uh, his production against Ohio State was incredible. Uh, so, uh, but then again, the thing is, I can't, I can't hate the guy. He didn't do anything. <laughs> right, right. He helped us out a lot. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so the thing with Donovan Peoples Jones is he was uh, one of, if not the highest rated player uh, in his class coming to Michigan. So there was a ton of hype surrounding him. And you could see by the athletic testing that, like, the raw athletic ability is there. Thing is, there was often where the dude just disappeared. Uh, and granted, wasn't the greatest quarterback play and whatnot, but, I mean, he was getting outproduced at times by several other players on his team. So it's he is one of the highest risk-reward type players in the class. Um, could he get with the right coach uh, in the right system that really unlocks his game? Absolutely. Could he flame out and not even be in the league in two years? That could absolutely be true uh, as well. So it, it's all about ceiling. Um, and if, you know, if you're in your rookie drafts and you're in the third round, you're in the fourth round of, of your rookie drafts, it, it might be a worthwhile flyer because at, in, the, in the fourth round, you have nothing like you are not hoping you're hoping these guys pan out, but you have no expectations for them. And so you might as well go with a guy that has that type of ceiling, but it's, it's just as likely that he could flame out. His floor is super low, Yep, but the ceiling is mad high. He's that's a, that's a big gap fourth round. Just, that's just a flyer. You just throw it out there see if it sticks. Um, so looked it up while you guys were chatting in three career games against Ohio state. He had a total of 10 catches for 133 yards and one touchdown. Um, Fine with that. that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, great, well, actually. in 2017, it was zero catches for zero yards. So that was <laughs> so really good. in two career games, which not anything spectacular, but you know, that's, I mean, one of those we games, 2018, worried. Yeah, seven catches for sixty-four yards. So you're averaging less than ten yards a catch. Yeah, so DB DBU yeah. in Ohio State. That's how that's how we do. Hundred percent. Yay, um, Garrett was <laughs> was he at the combine? Did he do anything? Uh, he tested really well at the combine. Okay, um, well, like I said before, I had heard a lot of people saying that he was uh, a very athletic guy. So you'd have verticals. Wow, was that forty-five? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He tested. He tested really well uh, overall. So I think that is 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 definitely going to help his draft stock. Um, I did not get a chance to interview and talk to him. I had uh, higher priorities uh, no, than, than talking. Of course, to him. he did. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that I think might help him at least get on a roster and get on the field and have a chance. Um, he was a punt returner at Michigan too. He did have 89 punt returns for 743 yards and two touchdowns. So it looks like they kind of phased him out a little bit in, uh, 2019. Most of that was done in 2017 and 18. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's, you know, it's something, uh, the ability to play special teams 
does rank very highly on a lot of coaches' uh, checklist. So it's something. Gets you on the field, gets you on a roster, gives you a chance. Right? Yep. yep. Yeah. All right, so we are now going to move on to the best receiver out of all these guys we talked about today. That is Kale Jacoby Hamler, also known as KJ Hamler from Penn State. He is a tiny guy, though. He's 5'9", 176 pounds. But let me tell you something. He can really fly. So I watch as many Penn State games as I can. You know, my wife says she's not going to plan anything on Saturdays when Penn State's on. And there I am watching it on my phone in a parking lot of Target for some reason. <laughs> um, his stats aren't anything overly spectacular. He only played two years at Penn State. But um, he's another guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Well, in the sense that he plays wide receiver and is a uh, special teams guy. I believe he did return some punts. I'm going to look that up a little bit. But uh, he does have better stats to show for it. So, um, Porkman, let's start with you. Thoughts on K.J. Hamler? Uh, K.J. Hamler, to me, seems like uh, like the prototypical wide receiver NFL is like kind of towards moving to. Like he went to short, short, fast. The speed guy. Twitch guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he can do that. Um, coming off the line of man coverage, um, I know it's going to be a different world when he gets into the league, but if they're playing off coverage on him because of his speed, he'd be the type of guy that can blow past the guys and, and get open, kind of like a um, Curtis Samuel type of player. Right. Just getting wide open. He just needs a quarterback that can throw him the ball. But um, he can, uh, in the right spot, I kind of like him, even though he did go to he's a He's a Nittany Lion, but I kind of do like him. Um, he has to work on his hands a little bit more, though. Um, he tends to be a body catcher from time to time, but, you know, that, that stuff can be taught. He's had to go up there and grab it. I feel like a lot of these small speed guys are kind of body catchers, though. Yeah, they, they kind of are, because if you think about it, Tyreek Hill is a little bit of a body catcher, but he can kind of do that because he's five yards away from the other person yeah exactly he's it doesn't matter how he catches it he could bobble it for half a minute until somebody catches up to him yeah because he'll he'll just catch the ball step back give himself space and then just run past him (laughs) exactly but um yeah he can separation he's pretty good with so you know pretty much just team dependent he could throw him in the slot where he can be you know type of uh, Deshaun Jackson type of uh, receiver, so I kind of I kind of like him. I will take him um, third, maybe second. Not no, not second because this this wide receiver class is just way too deep. Yeah, I I you, you can get somebody good in the fourth round and and not even worry about it. Like we was talking about with People Jones, people will look at his stats and they might just keep passing on him because they don't think he can do the job. Yeah, just so, like with KJ as well. I think. KJ could kind of be like a best ball guy. Like he's going to be like your Deshaun Jackson kind of boomer bust. Yeah, boomer bust guy. But, you know, it's one of those things where statistically wise, and I'm not sure, did, did KJ run at the combine? He did not. He actually, um, he got hurt right His before. His hammy, right? Yeah. But he did okay. uh, He did make sure to tell everyone that he ran a four two eight right before, you know, he okay. did it. So. So he's pretty close in speed to a guy like Henry Ruggs. Well, that that's what he said. You know, okay. well, yeah, that, we a lot of guys say, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying he couldn't be. He is extremely fast. Yeah, um, so we'll but, see yeah. at his pro day what he runs. Um, but here's the thing. If you're talking about value, 
and you want a guy like Henry Ruggs, you could probably wait a round or two and get KJ Hamlin. You know, oh, depending yeah. on ob- obviously landing spot. Yeah, most I mean, definitely. if you need a running back badly, you could take that guy, let somebody else take Ruggs and get KJ Hamler later if he's the type of guy that you want. Um, I did check his special team stats. A little bit more impressive than I thought. His career, 44 kick returns for 1,036 yards. Oh, um, no touchdowns. 37 punt returns for 222 yards. So the punt returns aren't great, but pretty good with the kick returns. Um, and I, I think, uh, just looking, they, they did hand him the ball off a few times. Nothing great in his career. Only 17 rushes for 87 yards and one touchdown. So nothing great. But I'll say this. I'm not a big Sean Clifford fan. That is the Penn State quarterback. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his. I like Trace McSorley a lot better. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so career-wise, did I give KJ Hamler stats yet? You just gave the, uh, the, just the, the special, special teams. teams. So 26 games, 98 catches for 1,658 yards, 16.9 yards per reception, and 13 touchdowns. Um, so statistically better than Donovan Peoples-Jones, but um, I think he could be a little bit deceptive when he runs his routes. Like, you know, he's here, and now he's over there. Um, I think he's a guy that would, in the NFL, be really good for jet sweeps. The blocking's going to be better in the NFL than it will be at Penn State. And bubble screens is where he's really going to make his money. That and on special teams. So um, he can kind of be like an all-around weapon, kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, maybe... I don't want to say master of none, but definitely better at some things than others, for sure. So um, that is that is all that we have. Um, so I'll tell you what. Why don't we play NFL or XFL again? Because I love doing it. <laughs> and then, Garrett, if you want to talk about the combine, anything else before we head out, how's that sound? Sure. All right, so uh, Chase Claypool, NFL or XFL? <laughs> oh, man. I'm going XFL. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go XFL too. Just by just by looking just that pure tape, he doesn't play as big as he is to me. So does Ohio State and Notre Dame have beef? Like, is that a rivalry? Uh, not not really. Uh, although it was curious. interesting because uh, when uh, Ohio State played, let's see, it was probably would have been 2007. I would say uh, they played Notre Dame in in uh, their bowl game. I think it was the Rose Bowl. And uh, A.J. Hawk, who was the star outside linebacker for oh, yeah. the Ohio State Buckeyes, was, so good. Uh, was dating Brady Quinn's sister. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you literally saw her at the game with, like, a, a jersey that was, like, half Ohio State, half Notre Dame. Uh, so that was that was interesting, and that had a little extra fuel to the fire, which was fun. Uh, but, no, there's not, there's not any real rivalry between the two. All right. Because then I was going to say NFL to piss you guys off <laughs> listen you talk about seeing people in the stands there's nothing like that alabama national championship game where they kept showing Catherine webb in the stands i don't remember that it was i think it was when they played notre dame i think um somebody had to stop brent musburger from salary oh yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah he was draw. you can you can see the draw through the uh through the tv yeah look at how beautiful she is dude dude calm down she's right. like one sixth of your age, man. Like seriously, somebody he's going into VFib. Um, Denzel Mims XFL, we could say, right? Uh, <laughs> NFL. Are you? Hall are of you Fame trolling, legend. sir? 
I'm pretty sure you said that about J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Garrett. Hey, I'm not wrong here. yet. Uh, this it's is our, true. Uh, hey, why are you, you ragging on our guy? Give him some time. Yeah, come on, man. He's a, he's an eagle. Fly, eagles, I fly. Know. That's why I'm being harder on him than I would otherwise, because I expect a lot out of him because I think he has the talent. I just really want to see him put it together. So well, he, he definitely has the talent. I think the coaching staff tried to put too much on him at one time. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, you know, I think they're going to make some moves and, you know, I, I think getting some better weapons and healthy weapons around him too. Um, Cause he got banged up a little bit last year too. People seem to forget that. Yeah. So, but the, I mean, it was like, it was like a morgue out there at one point. Yeah, like they, they had guys playing wide receiver that didn't even have a picture on the website. So <laughs> these things happen. Um, but pork bin, you did say NFL, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go NFL too. I was just joshing with you guys. Um, Van Jefferson. Porkman, your boy. NFL. You said NFL? Yes. Yeah. NFL for me too. Yeah. I mean, I could see it being NFL if he gets a fair shot somewhere. But depending on his draft capital, I could easily seeing him float around and being an XFL guy too. I think draft capital is going to be really important for him. Staying healthy because yeah. you know how it goes. Donovan Peoples-Jones, are we all saying XFL here? I'm going to say NFL. I believe in his athleticism. I'm saying XFL for Donovan Peoples-Jones. I should be writing all this down so we can see how it pans out in a couple of years. But <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say XFL. Okay. All right. Garrett's on my team. And last but not least, KJ Hamler. XFL. Okay. Garrett? I'm really torn on him. Um... I'm going to say NFL. I'm going to say NFL just because I think he has the speed that a, a good coach is going to find a way to use him. And a, a, a guy that has a good arm is going to find a way to get him the ball. So, but hey, never know. So, um, Garrett, any other combine thoughts before we head out? Uh, if you uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter or you haven't had a chance to see it, go, go to my Twitter page. I have it pinned. Uh, it's it's basically a running log of everything that I experienced, saw while I was there, um, and then I did an article for Dynasty Nerds that like helped fill in the gaps of some of the things that you might not might not have been able to see uh, on the thread. But overall, it was a it was an incredible time, an incredible experience. I got to meet um, a bunch of people in the fantasy industry, and that was uh, truly incredible to get to meet some of these guys that I've looked up to for for years. Um, and uh, getting a chance to, to talk with the players and and uh, just the whole experience. It's a it's a really really neat, uh, really really neat experience. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to bore anyone with like all of the details. But if that if that's something that you're interested in, please go check out my thread uh, or or the article that I wrote. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, personally, and if you're not you following tw- uh, Garrett, what what's wrong with you? <laughs> right, you should be seriously. And I personally enjoyed. I, I follow everything through that thread, and I think you did. You did a great job, especially you know the questions and seeing seeing that guy sitting down looking uninterested. Yeah, that was Michael <laughs> Warren. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, whatever. So, how was Indianapolis as a city? I've never been there before, so it was it was a pretty cool city. Um, yeah, at least during the combine time, there was a lot of stuff going on, especially in the evenings. And um, you know, you'd walk into you'd walk into a bar and you'd see like head coaches of teams, and um, it was crazy. 
so yeah, but but as far as the city itself goes, uh, yeah, it, there was a lot of good places to eat, uh, a lot of stuff around the convention center, so it was pretty cool. Um, how do you feel about the combine being prime time now? Because I, I, I hear a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of negative buzz uh, about that while we were there even um and and obviously now after the fact it's only it's only grown so it's tough because i know you know money revenue all that kind of stuff says that they should keep it late but almost anyone that was there and involved in the process was not a fan yeah hmm. yeah um, they weren't running pretty late though yeah yeah, I mean, some of those guys, especially that first night, I mean, it's it's like 11.30, almost midnight while they're finishing up. Yeah, and they were probably up earlier, too. For so. sure, all their interviews. It's a long day. And, yeah, absolutely. And so a little bit of news, too. It looks like um, the NFL is not going to suspend people for smoking weed anymore. Josh Gordon long. just missed his window. <laughs> Justin right. Blackman and Martavis Bryant have now applied for reinstatement. Wow. You brought it back, Justin Blackman. Yeah, isn't he? Isn't he locked up? I think he did something stupid. He's well, he might have. I, th- I know Maurice Claret's locked up. Naughty well, boy, he's out now. Oh, is he? Oh yeah, right. he's, well, he's been out for like ten years. But yeah, he was locked out. Yeah. For, he was locked up for a minute. <laughs> Why do I bring, bring up, it up? You gotta bring up the past, man. It happened. Yeah. Well, Justin ba- Blackman was the past too. It's, uh, do we, do we want to talk about all Penn State's black guys? No, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, that, that's not related to marijuana. What I'm saying is, like, <laughs> first of all, I don't think they should be suspending people for smoking marijuana, or they shouldn't have been. You know what? It's like, and also. If you're going to get a job and you're smoking a little weed, but you show up every day, it's like, what? I don't smoke weed, but I don't care if other people do. Just throwing it out there. Like, yeah, I mean, if nah, you come in there and do your I don't job, yeah, it really shouldn't matter. I don't care, to be honest with you. Like, whatever. So yeah. It's like, these guys, they put their bodies through hell. Through off-season training, mini camps, training camp, then the season, like, you know, I, I personally think that the reason they did this is because the XFL doesn't test for it. That's why I think they did it. Could be. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of people be going to XFL at that point. I love that XFL, man. It is so fun. It is just it, – it's so different, and I think it's going to stick around this time. I hope it does. Well, it didn't stick around last time because Vince McMahon tried to treat it like uh, WWE and just changed the rules in the middle of uh, – Games. Yes, you're exactly right. He tried to make it. Now it's all about the football. Yeah, it's not. It's not about entertainment. It's about just just the brand. Although the way and they did it is very entertaining. I'll say that. Well, the no extra points is my favorite part. That and the kickoff, because the no extra points, it's like okay, I can go for three. It can be a nine point swing. Yeah, I actually like the way they do the kickoffs too. I feel like you're not going to have as many people getting hurt. Like oh that. no. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be any run, not, not going to be as many runbacks either, but nobody's getting, you know, getting killed out there. Yeah. So um, before we head out, do either of you, I should have asked earlier, do either of you gentlemen have a verse for the evening? Uh, I do. Garrett always prepared. Go for it, Garrett. <laughs> uh, Philippians <laughs> chapter two, uh, starting in verse three, and actually uh, a peek behind the curtain. Uh, this was a verse that I did on a previous show 
Uh, but unfortunately, that show was never able to be released. Uh, we will we will revisit that at some point. I, so. I figured I figured as much. Um, yes, but uh, but that's a, a small peek behind the curtain. Uh, but this is Philippians chapter two, uh, starting verse three. It says, "Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests." but have the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, though who he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. So basically here, it's, you know, it's so easy. And and I I have to catch myself with this all the time of, you know, what's in it for me? How does this benefit me? Uh, Does this look good for me? And ultimately, it couldn't be further from uh, accurate as to what it's really about. Like if, if, if we're going through our lives, if we're going through our days and we're only ever looking out for number one, we miss so much of the opportunities that we have so many opportunities uh, to be a blessing to people. And um, you know, I know that this is something that is true about both of the guys that are here um, doing this podcast as well, that uh, they do an incredible job of, of trying to think of others, putting others needs before their own, uh, doing anything they can to help people uh, within specifically the fantasy community. I can't speak as much to their own community because I don't live close to them. Uh, but, uh, but every interaction that I've had with both of these guys um, has absolutely uh, felt like that uh, as well. So um, just something to think about this week is, you know, what, what are you, your actions, the things that you're doing? Are you doing it uh, out of selfishness um, or are you actually looking uh, to better your fellow man? Garrett, you are truly a gentleman and we thank you for that. Um, yeah, so definitely help, help, your, help yourself too right? You got to do some stuff for yourself. You can't just help other people all the time. That's really not the message that Garrett was portraying there, but (laughs) you also, what my wife told me is you can't help others if you don't help yourself too. Sometimes that's true. There, there is, there is self care, uh, which, you know, you have to make sure that, that you're, uh, full in order to be able to like pour out. And there's a lot of that about, you know, in scripture about, you know, spending time in, 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 um, seclusion, just you and the Lord and stuff like that, like, you know, being filled up and, you know, that's, a, that's definitely a part of it. But, um, but our, but our target when we're, when we're with, when we're with others is, is to try to put others before ourselves. Yes, exactly. So Garrett, again, thank you. Yep. And where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, I am at dynasty price. You can find him there and make sure you check out all the cool stuff he's doing over with the Dynasty Nerds. He's really got a good thing going there. Um, Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? At FF Porkman for can, greasy takes. Those greasy takes. You can guarantee that he's texting you back with a Baconator in the other hand. Yeah, or the, you know I am. Or the steering wheel of that delivery truck. I don't know. So I've done it before. You could find me on Twitter if you want to for whatever reason at the Embauer 85 and you could definitely follow the show. Please do at dynasty rewind. So until next week, everybody, we're going to have another great show for you. I promise be kind. Please rewind. (laughs) 